You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Right, uh, getting to the first set of results on the market update today and uh, those coming from Sunlum. The uh, company saying that it invested 250 million rand uh, towards job creation in South Africa last year. Uh, this information was disclosed in its annual financial results statement where Sunlam said its profits edged up higher uh, while its financial insurance business hit a record high uh, with uh, net results exceeding 10 billion rand for the uh, first time ever. We do have the CFO of Sunlam, Ms. Abigail Makuba, on the market update. For more, Abigail, it is good to speak with you again. Just talk to us about your year. How, how would you describe the year under review? And I suppose more importantly, how would you describe the state of the long-term insurance sector right now, three years after the COVID-19 pandemic? Good evening, um, Fifi, and good evening to your listeners. Um, thank you again for hosting us. Um, yeah, I think if one looks at the past year um, in terms of life insurers, um, I believe that Sunlam, we, we've been a very resilient uh, group. Um, it's been a, tif- a difficult, let's say, over the last three years, in fact. It's been um, quite a tough ride in terms of life insurers. But also if you look at the general insurance side of things as well, um, our general insurance business has also had a tough ride over last year and this year. Um, However, we continue to be very pleased with the resilient performance. Um, I think if you look at the long-term, as you're asking, the the long-term positions or prospects of um, insurers, I still believe that we've got a positive outlook um, in terms of opportunities and platforms for growth. Um, It it does not come without challenges, Mm -hmm. but we having, as an organization, having to redefine ourselves and make sure that we're flexible and agile enough to respond to the ever-changing dynamics that we're having to work in. And I think over the last two, three years, um, we've really been challenged to learn to be even more resilient. Would you say that was COVID or were there other things that made uh, the business quite difficult? I would say it's a combination. Obviously, the the COVID era is something like a one in a hundred year event. I think the last time we had something like that was probably the Spanish flu, um, and not a lot of us were there at the time. So you don't go through such an era without having come out with lessons learned. Um, and I think in the case of a Sunlam, um, we've come out with ourselves having been tested to say this resilience and strength of our balance sheet that we continue to talk about, um, can it withstand such high stresses? And it did. Um, And when we had multiple of stresses that were then knocking the business, whether it was COVID, whether it was um, climate change impact, if one looks at something like the KZN floods, um, whether it was the impact of load shedding in the um, increased power surge claims that some of our businesses are having to experience, or the overall market volatility, if, if you look at the um, equity markets over the last two years as well, we've managed to come out, I think, with our heads held high that our business is quite resilient, able to still return dividends to, cli- um, to shareholders, and still able to pay claims to clients as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think it's a combination. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the attitudes that you are seeing amongst some of your clientele towards your product offering, I mean, uh, 
I think that uh, all uh, sectors and all companies right now are vying for a, a wallet, a consumer wallet, and even a corporate wallet that is shrinking with other responsibilities uh, equally important responsibilities on the go as well. And uh, how how are you seeing the uh, consumer and the corporate attitude right now towards insurance, just given how many other factors require our financial attention? Um, I think when, when I grew up, certainly, or when I started working, I saw insurance as a grudge purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think over the last two years, given the uncertainty that we were all faced with, whether it was a health type of uncertainty where you're not sure if you're going to be alive past the next COVID wave, you made sure that you've got the necessary uh, products in place so that if something should happen to you, your loved ones are well taken care of, as an example, and that will talk to our funeral product. But you also made sure that to the extent that you don't know if you're going to have a job or not, what disposable income that you have, you make sure that it's invested. So I think from a a personal client or an individual client perspective, um, there's still very much respect and a need for insurance products to make sure that because times continue to be uncertain, you're covered and bring yourself some type of um, certainty. Um, We're seeing it also from the corporate clients um, where if you look at products like um, uh, pension scheme type of um, investment products, um, umbrella funds type of products where some of the self-standing type of funds through this tough time were not necessarily able to withstand um, the tough times and therefore they look for the protection of products such as the umbrella fund that that Sunlam offers. Um, so you, you're seeing that there's still a requirement for the insurance products uh, or for the investment products that we offer. Um, and I think the past three years have actually worked in our favor in terms of marketing the, the need instead of the want for the products. Okay. It hasn't been without its costs. Uh, you do speak about claims, inflation being pretty high. What does that look like? Yes, so we've seen the impact of claims inflation, particularly in our um, general insurance business. Um, if you look at, um, if, if you look at, for example, parts, motor parts claims, um, with the supply chain disruptions that we've experienced over the past few months, a lot of uh, motor parts were becoming much more expensive, and to the extent that there are claims that require motor parts you find that the the premiums that you're getting for a particular product were perhaps still lagging behind in terms of pricing, and the inflation is therefore impacting the the the, the cost of the product that you need to actually settle the claim. Not that we did not settle, we settled the claim still, but it does then have an impact onto your long-run um, underwriting uh, measures that you put in place to make sure that you've actually got a, um, the correct pricing for the uh, risk that you're taking. Um, but yes, we're definitely seeing the impact of inflation on on um, uh, uh, parts and uh, all the um, let's say purchases that we have to do in terms of settling claims. But you also see the, see the impact of inflation just on people's disposable income in terms of our re- retail mass business. Uh, we're seeing an impact in terms of uh, seeing a higher increased number 
of people that are seeking relief um, in terms of premium payments or trying to seek some form of arrangement in terms of, um, instead of lapsing their contracts, they're mm-hmm. trying to see if there could be anything that can be done proactively uh, before they lapse any of their products. Yeah. Yeah, no, these are tough times. And yet, uh, you are investing in creating jobs in the economy. You said that uh, you invested 250 million rand in the past year towards job creation. So where were these jobs? What exactly were you able to create? So in our um, investment business, we've got um, specific funds um, that we invest in small and medium enterprises, um, uh, something that we call our legacy funds. Um, Some of them we do um, individually, some of them we do in partnership um, with different partners, but it's mainly directed in small, uh, medium enterprise funds. Uh, Abigail, uh, we will uh, leave it there. Actually, I'm just going to squeeze in one more question because you guys have had quite a number of things on the go uh, in terms of acquisitions. Um, There was the deal in India with MTN, um, the deal with APSA as well as Alex Forbes. And you've also got a few uh, deals on the table right now that you're waiting for approval for. Just what can you tell us about uh, those and when you expect to receive the go-ahead? Um, I think the biggest one where we're expecting um, approvals is our um, transaction, our joint venture transaction that was announced with Allianz, Mm -hmm. um, that we expect to get the relevant approvals by um, mid-2023. And you will understand that one spans over 33 countries. So that does take um, a long while to put together, but everything is on track with those ones. And then we also have in South Africa, where we're still waiting some of the processes to um, come through transactions like on our capital legacy transaction, um, the Afrocentric transaction pretty much became unconditional of late. So it's a matter of uh, months, probably still within the first half of this year, that we will see these um, coming through. And then we should be able to um, uh, have the synergies that were um, planned on when we went into the transactions. All right. And then your CEO, Mr. Paul Hanrati, saying that uh, the business is in a, a surplus position, uh, as it were, uh, to return small amounts of excess money to shareholders in due course. What does that mean? It means that in the absence of any other strategic investment opportunities that could require Um, capital, which we do note that we've got many that we're having to put in place and um, focus on execution. Therefore, we don't expect that we're going into too many more um, M&A activities. We're likely going to focus on probably a share buyback or a um, a special dividend. But if you look at how we've performed or what we did in 2022, we did do a billion rand share buyback. So the likelihood, if if you look from a Sunland perspective, it appears that we prefer share buybacks to special dividends. Okay. And you'll let us know when? Um, <laughs> we will announce it as and when um, it happens and as we um, meet the necessary triggers with the JSE. But yes, we will let you know. Okay. But uh, something special is, is coming from uh, Sanam. Uh, we'll leave it there, ma'am. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, Abigail Mukuba, she's the CFO at Sanam. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.